Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. So I am doing doing it again. I did it last year and I'm doing it again. I did it again. And I'm so excited. It is officially soup season. Soup season! At the Pumphrey household last year, I didn't start this. I didn't realize this until like end of October, early November, but we did a soup a week to just get into the winter and fall vibes and try different recipes. And I didn't feel well for most of September (laughs) and we decided to start early. So it's officially soup season. So far, we've had, what have we had? Gobs and gobs of chicken noodle soup. I've also made a corn chowder, and I included bacon and chicken in it. And I think on the list this week is a spicy sausage and tortellini soup. (laughs) Yum. It's going to be so good. Although last year when I made it, I obviously included tomato. Maybe not obviously. I did include tomato and I'm going to have to do it different. This, yeah, this no tomato time. basil this year for you. I know. I did have basil last night. But do you have any soup suggestions, things I must try, things I must add to my checklist? I don't have one yet, but similar to soup, I am going to a chili cook-off this year. Oh, wow. So every well, I say every year as in I think this is only the second or third year. So it's a new tradition. Some friends of ours in Oklahoma City go down to their lake house and do a chili cook-off. And it's a weekend extravaganza where you don't have to make chili to come. So like you don't have to make to participate. You can still eat, but you make a chili and it's a blind taste test and you enter the competition and there are prizes and you win or you whatever. And so I didn't go last year because of my surgery. That's right. Cause it's in November, every November, but we're going to go this year and I'm going to participate. 
And I think Brian's going to participate also. I think he's going to do kind of more of a, like a smoked meat chili because he has a Traeger. And then I, of course, want to do something spicy because no one ever does spicy and they say it's spicy. And I'm like, did you even put black pepper in here? And so I'm going to make a legit spicy chili. So I'm excited for that. I don't eat beef. And so mine will be like chicken or turkey, probably chicken, but I'm excited. Will you do like a white chicken chili where it's like I think or, white or, chicken chili is one of the like most boring chilies. It's good sometimes, like if it's kind of crazy. But it's easy to make spicy. So that was it is easy to make spicy. But no, I think I'm gonna try to do like a traditional chili, but it's just chicken and then just like up the spice. Or maybe like a Mediterranean kind of flavored chili. I don't know. Imagine like chicken tiki masala, but as a chili. That's a vibe for sure. Yeah. yeah. I like so, pita bread, broth. I'm always like, if I'm going to enter a contest, I want to do the thing that I've done for eons and do like a family staple. But it sounds like you both are going to experiment. Yeah. Well, we don't really have a family staple chili because I don't eat beef. Like my mom makes a traditional chili and she's actually making it this week and she just like freezes it and like has it all week long or whatever. And she does like the cornbread and the traditional chili. I just don't, I cannot eat beef. And so I don't eat it. It's a bummer. It's a real bummer. It's a bummer, girl. I will say I am looking forward to our Halloween. Every year on Halloween, we always have chili and chocolate cake. And we only have we have chocolate cake because it was my my deceased grandfather's birthday. Halloween is is his birthday. And so we keep celebrating, even though he's been gone a long time. So I'm sad, though. This will be the first year I can't make like our family's recipe because it's like all tomatoes. <laughs> so I will have to be thinking about it. And it's probably going to have to be some sort of riff on white chicken chili. Although I'll be... I just can't imagine making beef without tomatoes. Like that just feels yeah, like that is totally Yeah. So I'll have to think about it. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I'll keep you updated and I'm going to win. So I'll let you know. Yeah. I mean, winning food competitions is like my favorite thing. My favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me yeah. feel so good. Yes. Yes. Okay. So what are we chatting about today? Yeah. So today I really wanted to talk to you guys about how to get people off the fence, especially when it's so critical as you start documenting your sales process and really tracking conversion rates. You need to be able to close the loop. We've been talking about that a lot with our clients of really knowing the answer. And so often we see people like have these panicky freakouts over how sales are going. And then they give us the data and it's like 75% of their clients haven't actually closed the loop with them. And so they don't actually know of the people who are left, who's going to convert versus who isn't. And so you looking at your sales information is really only helpful once you've got a batch fully through and you're confident you've closed the loop and they're either going to convert or they're not. And so I want to take a look and really talk about the people who are, you know, waiting, (laughs) (laughs) pushing pushing the envelope on the like, are we doing this or are we not? And so, you know, we've talked about recently, even on the show, talking to those of you 
following up with people who are, you know, really active and engaged in the sales process. But occasionally you get some people that you're like, you seemed really interested. So like, what the heck happened? And we talked about the like wellness check and all of that. But this is really for the people that have like said, I'm ready and I want to do this. And then, but they just like haven't signed and you're sort of like waiting. And in some ways you're like holding a spot for them. You know what I mean? You're holding a spot on your calendar. In your mental brain space. In your mental brain space. And they're taking up space. And so we need to either solidify the space they're taking up or they need to get the hell off that chart because it's just not working for you. So we had a client who mentioned that she had some leads who were on the fence and they were taking way too long to decide and she felt ready to move on. But she was like, do I? Do I like fill their spot? Do I do what? And so I gave her two scripts that I'm just going to share with you because sharing is caring for us. Sharing is caring. Mark the minutes here so you can come back to this and write it down. And I want to talk through the two options you have, okay? If you have someone who hasn't booked and I want them to, (laughs) okay, like I'm going to lead with that because I think it's important we lead with that. You need to be talking to them as if it's still happening, despite their lack of communication. And so I think it's important that you add some urgency to what you're talking about. Now, this email is an actual email I wrote. So this isn't necessarily a template email. Like you're going to have to edit for yourself, but I want to walk you through it and like the logic behind it. So I said, hey, you two, before I officially head out of office, I wanted to touch base. We're already full for September And we're currently saving your spot for an October start date. However, I do need a signature by end of day tomorrow to solidify that spot. You can find your revised contract here. If I happen to miss anything regarding scope, please don't hesitate to let me know. I'm pretty confident we've captured everything we've covered. And then I listed the things that we covered. Super looking forward to working with both of you. Where are you headed on the holiday this upcoming week? So I want you to notice what was accomplished in this email. One... It was very kind. <laughs> Two, I was very clear that I'm busy, you're busy, and I need an answer by this date or your spot is at risk. And it's kind of sandwiched between like the all the niceties that you need to make that clear. But I used actual dates. I used a time. End of day is like a clear time. And... I told them what would happen if they didn't move forward, basically. And so I think it's important that you solidify this contract, you know? And so ultimately, you need them to sign and pay some kind of deposit to hold their spot. And if they're not going to do those things, then you're moving on. And wording it in this way, I think, makes it clear that, like, you're already busy and their spot's going to be filled if they don't take action. Yep. And this could be true or not, but this could be the thing that gets people that sense of urgency to move forward. But typically like there's this weird like synchronicity with like the open energy we have for new clients versus like the muddled we're holding space for clients who haven't committed yet. Like as soon as you know, one way or the other, like your leads open up again, like the conversations open up again. Like if you are 
full, even if it's not confirmed, then you're not going to be seeking opportunities for more clients because you're waiting for this person. And so we have to like one way or the other, know where we stand. Yeah. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Okay, so this next example is for someone that you've kind of like already mentally moved on, you've kind of already decided it's not happening. And maybe you don't even want it to happen. But like, you still need to close the loop, close the loop and be clear. And so 
I still give people another opportunity, but I also make it clear what's coming. So, and if you decide you don't want to give them an opportunity, that's ultimately up to you, but they wouldn't have ended up this far in the sales process if I didn't want to work with them at At all. all. And so this is more of a, let's work together later kind of conversation. So... This says, hey, name, I hope your week is going well so far. Any fun plans with your family coming up? I'm reaching out today to inform you I'm officially booked through October. I'm only taking X many more clients before the end of the year. Your proposal expired on X date. However, I am happy to extend that price through X. And then you need to give them a maximum number of days. So like through the next five days, through the next week, whatever. If you book, don't make it more than a week. I will tell you that unless very, very specific reasons why you need to do that. Like they're getting married and they're not coming back until 11 more days. Like that's fine. But for 99% of your people do not. Usually this would be like another 48 hours or another three days. Like your proposal expired on X date. However, I'm happy to extend your price through X very time and space close to where we're at right now. (laughs) If you book by then, I can secure one of our final slots for the calendar year. You're not promising that they're starting next week. (laughs) If you reach out at a later date, we will need to revisit the scope of your project and it is subject to price changes. I look forward to working with you and I, why, or blank, I, and then you add something nice about why you actually look forward to working with them. I look forward to working with you and I insert why you look forward to working with them. Chat soon name. So basically you're telling them your spot is gone. Like I already gave it away because you're taking your sweet ass time. I'm giving you a couple more hours to get this price, but you have to wait until I'm ready for you in whatever time and space you have. Okay. It also protects you by specifically calling out that if they reach out at a later date past this, the price could be different. Yes. And the scope could be different. I can't tell you how many times we've chatted with people. We're like, oh my gosh, this lead follow up six months later, a year later, and wants the same package. And A, I don't even offer that anymore. It's 17 gajillion times the price. What do I do? And this right here is small enough for them to know and to expect that. Yeah. So the thing with this one and the reason why I included it for our client who needed help closing the loop on things is you already mentally moved on, but you've clearly now communicated there's an expiration, whether it's two days, three days, five days, whatever. You've clearly decided an expiration. If they choose not to respond and you've passed the date, quit holding space for them. Stop it. If they respond, great then you can be mindful of those things. But if they don't, stop it. (laughs) Well, and you could like move them to the part of your spreadsheet that they were like, they didn't say, maybe they said not at this time, like whatever answer they gave you, like reach out to them in six more months, three months. Like you can hold space in that way, but you need to make a decision today. Like what is happening in your brain? And the thing is, it's not about you never working with them. It's about this particular project is not moving through at the scope and the price you talked about. 
We're yeah. talking about closing the loop on the thing you bid, not closing the loop on the on them. We're not firing this relationship. You know what I mean? If that's the case, they wouldn't have gotten this far and do not give them an extension for their contract. <laughs> right. If they're a human you never want to talk to or interface with again, then I would give you completely different advice. But I'm yeah. guessing if you got to the point where you were pitching them your yeah. services that you did in some way want to work on the project and it maybe it wasn't 100% ideal, but like you still have some desire there. And so I have a no for now column and I put them in a no for now column and that closes out the bid as being done. But, you know, if we were ever low on number of people sitting on the wait list, we those are the kind of people you would reach back out to yeah. and follow up with. Now, do you guys want to hear our number one trick for preventing the follow-up in the first place and getting the deal closed faster in general and not having to play the song and dance with, did you see it? Do you have any questions? What do you need? Do we need to talk again? What do you need? Do you have any questions? Where are we at? How are you feeling? How's your kit? Like all of these conversations that y'all hate. If you go over the proposal with your client face-to-face, this could be digital or in-person, I don't care. Go over their project with them, including the price and the scope. And I guarantee you, you will get yes or no's faster. Yes or no's faster. And as a reminder, when we're pitching, we are going to actively give them a date in which you need feedback. Yep. I need to hear by X so that we can secure your spot for X month. And I will need your deposit by blah, blah, blah. Like you need to be so clear. And whenever we can do this where they can actually like see your face and hear your voice. I know you guys write emails all the time, but here's the thing. People get so many emails and sometimes I know I've done this. When I decide, oh, this is an important email, sometimes I literally won't open it because I'm like, oh, I need to actually like sit down and think about this and do something with it. So I won't even open it. And so like, if you actually want to communicate with them, try to do as much of that in your actual pitch meeting so that you can avoid this on the back end. But this is really about The people who are lingering, people you're holding space for, you're giving them some kind of deadline. And in both of these emails, we said, you need to sign by blah, 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 or you need to tell me by blah, blah, blah in order to hold your spot. But like when that date expires, if there's not a response, you You have to move on. Well, and if you guys want another script, I will give you this one because I got this check-in today. So I will give you this script. I know sometimes when you send the proposal or maybe you even did the presentation with them and the person seems so excited and you got the vibe that like, they're going to sign today. They're going to pay today. And I'm so excited. And then they don't. And you're like, well, shit. Like, did I completely read that wrong? What happened? Like, I have questions. So this literally happened with the service that we are starting. We had a conversation with someone mid last week, I think on Tuesday, I guess early last week. And we were like, yep, send us the stuff. We're ready. We're going to do it, whatever. And I was out of office the next day. They had sent us the stuff like that afternoon. I was out of office the next day. So I didn't see it until Thursday. So we chatted on Tuesday. I didn't even see the thing on Thursday. And then I like us to review our contract. I like more than one person to review contracts that we're signing within Boss Project just to make sure we're protected. And then one part of the contract was as soon as you sign this, it starts like your project date. 
And we were so close to the end of the month that I did not want to start until the beginning of the next month, which was the following Monday. So I was like, oh, great. I had seen on the contract that the proposal didn't expire for like two more weeks. So I knew we had time. I knew Monday's a new month. I'm going to wait until then. So internally, we all knew that, but I didn't communicate that with the person because I just didn't feel like I needed to. And so I got an email this morning about an hour into our workday. It's two sentences, y'all. I know you guys overthink this. This is why I want to share the script with you. It's two sentences, okay? Here's what it says. Hey, Emily, I just wanted to check in with you on this. I was conscious of time since I know you wanted to get something started ASAP. Let me know if you need a little bit more time. Best, and then their name. That's it. So I went ahead and responded just so they knew what was up. And I was like, hey, their name. Yes, thank you. We're signing today. We just wanted to make sure we started our contract in October instead of September. Thanks so much. Yeah. Literally, that's it. It's surprising how sometimes when you're really short like that, that your client will end up explaining everything that happened between the last time you talked and then. And a lot of the times, the non-response, especially when you had someone who was really active and really engaged and really seemed like they're going to easily convert, it's almost always something personal came up. Like, yeah. I just was busy, you know, I was busy. (laughs) I was waiting for a new month because I'm smart. (laughs) I'm smart. (laughs) And that's the thing that I talked about with our clients last time we had this on a coaching call and everyone was like nodding their head. I said, I mean, quite literally, because you would have heard it by now. They would have already told you this. It's never about you. The lack of communication, the delay in response. A, it's never about you. B, it's still your responsibility to close the loop. And that's why we're like equipping you with these scripts because I know that like annoying brain space that it takes up when we're like, oh, do we need to chat with them again? Have they responded? We have one person right now who's kind of in this cycle where we've like done their reaching out. And I'm like, every day I wake up thinking about them because I'm like, has anything changed with this person? Where are we at? What do we need to do? And it's exhausting. Imagine that like times, how many people do you have waiting in your pipeline, right? Times five and six. And it gets to be a lot. Yeah. And sometimes to the point of like, you start delaying doing the actual work on the other stuff you need to be doing because it's taking up so much of your brain power. Like, I wish that was all you could be doing, but unless you can truly sit and only sales inside your business... Which you can't, I've already yelled at you about this. You can't stop thinking that you're the CEO. You (laughs) know, you can't. So go be a salesperson for someone else. If that's all you want to do. I love that for you. You can't do that here. (laughs) So you need to be able to close the loop and mentally move on. And, and also just like, not, I will say this and then we'll wrap it up. Like, you don't need to put these people on such high pedestals that like they have to be the only one that can take the spot. Right, your month. right, like, right, right. Quit assuming that they're the only client who's ever going to work for them at that or price not. or whatever. Like stop not it. Not over backwards just to get a yes. They're not that special. I mean, they're great. They're, they're great. I love them. I love them for you. But every single time we've had a client do this where they've bent over backwards to get a backfires every they've time. regretted it. It backfires. This person is the worst with communication or boundaries. This person breaks scope all the time. This person 
isn't vibing right. And it's just, it backfires every single time. So don't do that. Stick to your guns, have communications, have some scripts in your back pocket so you can just fire them away. Also set up some restructuring of your process so that you have less delaying in communication in the first place and get yourself organized so you actually know who's waiting in your pipeline and when, and they're dated and you've like understood when you're communicating with them and when you're supposed to hear back. I want you to be converting more people. There are things that you can put in place to make this happen. Go steal these scripts and good luck. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.